Hey guys, welcome to yet another edition of the Tech Zim podcast. My name is Tnashe, and today I'm joined by uh, Farai. I'm joined by Farai. Um, and it's just the two of us today. Uh, Rufaro is a war. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a recording that we almost forgot, isn't it, Farai? Yeah, and interestingly enough, it, it, it's an amazing conversation, I think. So, but yeah, we almost missed it because of our schedules and whatnot. But fortunately, better late than never. Better late than never. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that you said it's going to be an amazing talk, talk of overselling. <laughs> <laughs> over <laughs> yeah. But if you get disappointed, mm-hmm. please, it's not my fault, it's this guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm a salesman. That's my side hustle. So mm-hmm. it's my job yeah. to oversell things. The sports are showing. Sports are showing. <laughs> So, so the amazing conversation, as Farai puts it, um, is about media. So we are talking about the media business, the media business, particularly in the digital age, um, uh, uh, the business models for, for media businesses. Uh, so it's interesting. It's, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation because, not just because uh, TechZim is a media business, um, but what has happened to media i believe it's so telling of other industries what is actually happening right now in other industries and what will happen to other industries uh and number two the main media uh sector also it's it's it has such a strong influence on, on on technology and it is strongly influenced by technology so if you think about the the all the breakthroughs in technology, they have something to do with, with media, you know? Uh, so when we talk of the proliferation of mobile devices, uh, they are essentially media devices. They allow us to consume content, to create content. Um, yeah. And over time, the changes within the media space have resulted in very huge, humongous changes to society as well. Right from the beginning, you know, like invent, the invention of writing itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't think about it, but it's a media innovation, you know. It's a communications innovation. Um, and then all the way through to, you know, the printing press, uh, which then gave rise to mass communication. Um, yeah. So it is an interesting sector, and yeah. Um, so we're going to dig into that, Farai. Um, let's let's just start up. Oh, I cut you. No, no, no. You can go on. Oh, okay. So let's just start uh, talking about. I mean, what traditionally how our media businesses have made money, and 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 particularly looking at Zimbabwe. Okay, so by traditionally, I I assume you're talking about uh, about print, <laughs> because like you said, we've got like so many eras to discuss of. So I I assume and I pray you're talking about print. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go for print then. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So with with print, the model is 
it's a bit surprising that a lot of people don't understand how uh, newspapers make their money, but it's pretty simple. So uh, the fundamental issue is advertising. So we write content, we bundle it up in this newspaper, and then we try to sell it to a million, 10 million, 5 million people. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, advertisers have incentive to be in our paper because they're going to reach 1 million, 5 million, 10 million people. Mm-hmm. And that's how they make money. That's how uh, the print uh, businesses made their money. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you insisted on print, but it's, it's, it's the same even with television. Yeah, it, it, it scales across. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, it was just about attracting uh, audiences um, and then selling those eyeballs to, to businesses that want to push products and services. Um, uh, same goes with radio. And then came the internet. Yeah. (laughs) I think this is, people love to say disruption a lot. I think this is where it kind of applies. Mm. The the internet opened it up so that a Farai can open his blog and also attract eyeballs and now compete with uh, print businesses he couldn't compete with because print, the advantage, the advantage, those guys had, or maybe disadvantage, it's kind of double-edged. They could gatekeep because it needed a lot of capital to start, whereas now I need an internet connection, a blog, and time to build up a following. But it's much easier to get into than it was uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, because you couldn't imagine starting a newspaper uh, that easy. You know, back then you needed printing presses, which are very expensive. Um, and then you would need... A distribution uh, network as well. Yeah, exactly. Print particularly. Yeah, so delivery trucks and... and uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's radio, you needed licensing, which you pay for annually or whatever. It, it, it's just a lot to deal with. Well, you still do need it for, for radio and mm. or to an extent, because you can, you can also set up stations on, on the internet or at least... Yeah. Uh, station like yeah <laughs> and well yeah i mean right now we are on a podcast you know we we didn't exactly talk to so. the broadcasting <laughs> authority of zimbabwe to say hey we want to do a podcast we just started doing <laughs> so and then so, we get our views and interact with people exactly yeah so so the barrier to entry has has been lowered and and that right. we could go as far as saying it's been removed in it has, yeah. Because yeah. anyone I mean, with a mobile exactly device that connects to the internet exactly is a content has influence. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so that changed things uh, for 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 traditional um, media. So, again, what happened was they tried to to to, to get online. They they, you know, so initially when the internet came. Uh, most publishers thought it was just uh, just an extension of uh, how they usually operated, and then so they just put yeah. their newspapers as they were online. Um, and initially, because the internet, I mean, very few people were connected. And right now, uh, giving specific examples, 
uh, of the developed world when in the early days of the internet. Uh, so they could still charge very high premiums for advertising on their online publications. Because it was still yeah. a little bit complex. They still not, didn't have competition as well. Yeah. yeah. So it seemed like uh, the internet was the best thing that ever happened. So, oh, we can just sit there and then you have this advertising inventory that we can change and, and things like that. And uh, I guess it was... And, awesome. and, and I think, speaking to your point as well, initially maybe that was good for them because they saw it as a they're cutting costs because they don't have to run the, the physical machinery or mm -hmm. you are running computers and whatnot but the printing press itself the, yeah. the, the factories yeah and 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 the biggest thing the biggest advantage that the internet gives is that marginal cost is equal to zero so every reader uh costs you nothing so you you all your costs are upfront but uh, whether it's a thousand people reading your content or it's ten thousand, uh, the the cost is negligible. The cost to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with you are actually printing physical things. So each and every additional user uh, costs you. You are you are kind of buying them. <laughs> yeah. So 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 internet allows this thing called scale because because of those unit economics, the marginal cost uh, is all very close to zero. Um, but it, that gives its own problems. Uh, you know, like, um, like we're saying, the barrier to entry was now uh, low and then scaling at the internet is, 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 is really, a, it, it enables scale. Yeah. Uh, so, Everybody started competing with everybody else. So, because um, I think if we backtrack a little bit, uh, yeah. sorry, we are now going through the history of publishing. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things, like Farai was explaining, that um, you know the newspaper uh, was bundled with ad with advert adver because advertisers wanted to reach uh, the readers. Uh, what was also happening because the, 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 there was such a barrier to entry. So the newspaper itself became a bundle when it came to, to content. You had a sports section. Yeah. Uh, you had a current news section. You had an international news section. Uh, you had uh, All that stuff. entertainment in the cartoon strips. You know, you had your horoscopes. <laughs> uh, yeah. All that because they were trying to reach. So someone is more interested in entertainment, whereas someone is looking for sport. So newspapers were now becoming thicker and thicker to try to address everybody. Yeah. So that the addressable market will be huge. Uh, and the, the investment in the printing presses and, 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 and the distribution network will be worthwhile because we are reaching as many people as we can and also which means advertisers will come on us uh it would have been very difficult i mean there were publications particularly magazines that would then maybe focus on specifics uh entertainment and and, and 
someone, someone's sport or even a particular yeah. sport. But when it comes to newspapers, they were really a bundle. Yeah, and, and even maybe referring how hard it was for, for, for magazines, those were the guys who were first obliterated by the internet. Like, mm. They lost their value, I think, quicker than, than most. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we can say that, yeah. So there are now just a few magazines that are really, that have this strong brand and, and stuff, but yeah, they've kind of become uh, irrelevant because particularly in the same magazine, I mean, by the time it's in the magazine, we've already seen it. On. We've already seen it, exactly. And, and, and you see that most of these guys who had magazines, they transitioned to online, which, and it's, it's, it's a bit ironic. We say these were the guys who were first obliterated, but their transition was easier because they were focusing on a niche. So funnily enough, they were kind of best placed for people who were printing physical copies. They were best placed for that transition. Yeah, so, so, so which, which you then introduced something there, like niche, niches. So the thing with the internet is uh, your addressable market is literally the whole world. So, uh, so suddenly, someone who's just interested in doing sports content he has a big market because they are not limited by geography. Newspapers were yeah. limited by geography. You know, to, to then do a, an international paper, it's, it was very, very difficult. And even in large yeah. countries like the United States, to do a national paper, it was, it was difficult. So they had these regional newspapers and, and, and things like that. So, but with the internet, it became open season. The problem with that now is let's talk about even the newspapers com competing against themselves, right? Uh, so yes. let's talk about the local paper, uh, The Herald. Yes. The Herald has an international section. It still does to this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're talking about what's happening in the United States and stuff, but they can't be better at reporting on the United States than the New York Times or the Washington Post or whatever other. Uh, exactly. Which you and I can now access a few clicks away. <laughs> exactly. So, so now, like, like we said at the beginning, the news service just, they just went onto the internet as they were. Not realizing mm -hmm. that no, this bundle was made possible by the restriction in distribution, the restriction in, you know, the actual printing, uh, but yeah, and even even the number of people we were we were going to reach exactly. So the bundle made sense, but on the internet the bundle didn't make sense because you were not the best at everything. So yeah. so even competing amongst themselves, you find that uh, the Herald's international news is almost irrelevant to you and I because we already know those stories from online. Yeah, and I think now it's even, it's even worse because now they take the stories off of other publications and then they give them credit within the paper. So you already know that it's not them. So there's no reason for me to, to, to pay attention to it that much. Exactly. So, yeah. 
so that's 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 the impact that the internet made then on 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 on, on this sort of on this business uh, competition became stiff and then besides that it was not not just competing in terms of the year old versus the newsday and stuff it was story versus story because the internet is a it's it's just a collection of pages so you know there is for a particular story a reader will read it on this publication maybe because they were first to publish it or for whatever other reason yeah uh, so every page competes with every other page on the internet kind of which which i think introduces a big problem eh? <laughs> yeah it introduces a big problem in that either your quality has to has to skyrocket mm. or we see publications turning to things like clickbait i think clickbait became a thing when the internet like blew up because people now are doing anything to get that to make sure that it's i'm getting that view from you particularly and you're not uh, picking another publication running the same story exactly exactly um so then what what did that do it 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 literally it meant supply of content became infinite yeah i have access to any content i want as long as it's on the internet i have access to it i mean there can be paywalls and stuff we'll, we'll probably get to that but <laughs> um there's just i'm spoiled for choice as a reader yeah yeah um, i think it's, it's fair to say nine out of ten times you can access the, the the content you want yeah so that become presents a problem when it comes to economics because the higher the supply the lower the price <laughs> yeah so if the supply outstrips demand so by so many magnitudes that we can even say it's infinite the supply is infinite it means the the value of your content woo <laughs> it's 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 it kind of drops and yeah. the same goes when for for advertisers advertise advertisers now because they yeah. can advertise for any what they want is eyeballs so your page on the year out your page on newsday your page on techzim on pindula wherever uh is almost equal to just any other page exactly so you can't then demand as much as newspapers were used to demanding from advertisers um yeah <laughs> and and and, and worse off now where where the internet also gives us like in-depth statistics where with print well they held all the control mm -hmm. there was no other distribution whereas with once we go online i i my proposition to an advertiser can be look you're selling a a tech product i have 100,000 viewers these guys have 1 million but these 100,000 viewers are coming for tech products to my site mm -hmm. so the likelihood of you converting that is higher and it, it all these 
complex nuances are introduced into play, further driving down prices and increasing competition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and um, you know, so because newspapers when they first got online, they just transposed themselves from offline to online without changing their structure, their business model, and and everything. So they started getting a, to get a beating just by the whole setup itself, not not by anyone else, but just by the economics of the field yeah, approach <laughs> yeah um so so they still have this huge cost structure you know uh but yeah. advertisers would 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 not pay that much because ah well you know what an eyeball is an eyeball so you don't have a monopoly over that um yeah. and again the thing that happened is as vast as the internet was and kept growing, it needed to be organized. It was, you know, when you are spoiled for choice, it becomes very difficult to, to find what you're looking for. Yeah, I think they call it, is it choice paralysis or something like that? They've got some technical term for it. Yeah, it, it becomes, it's, 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 it's quite difficult. Um, uh, even before we go to spo uh, choice paralysis, actually, just finding what we do in the haystack uh, yeah. kind of scenario. So, oh, like you, you mean you have to 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 sift through so much before you find what you actually want. Exactly. And then it turns out what you want is being published by six thousand guys. Who do I pick? Okay. Okay. So uh, that gave rise to a company called Google. Google was not the first search engine, but yeah, it, 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 was, it was the one that got the market because they, they just had the superior product that gave people exactly what they were looking for. The, the way that they organized uh, the, the information that was on the internet was intuitive of uh, how people actually look for information. So yeah. everyone's first door to the internet became Google. So if they heard that something happened to the president, they'll go and type in president today. And then Google yeah. them a list of um, search results and a little, little snippets and they will choose from there which they want to read. So what that did right there meant that the valuable company on the internet at that point was Facebook from an advertising revenue perspective because they are the front door to the internet. Do you mean Facebook or Google? Sorry, Google. <laughs> I said <Okay>. Facebook. <laughs> I know, I think maybe we will touch on Facebook because yeah. they've also disrupted the advertising, or at least they're now heavily involved with the advertising yeah. as well. So I yeah. kind of saw that. Yeah. So, and what was also valuable about uh, the ads that Google was searching is because these are, people tell Google exactly what they are looking for. And that's valuable to people who want to sell products. They want to yeah. know. The targeted advertising. Yeah. So, 
it's it's really targeted and and it's because the person who's looking for information he has declared their intention yeah i think i think maybe maybe a good way to relate that to to to, to a person listening to this is the reason why you always see b forward when you're scrolling <laughs> is because a lot of zimbabweans follow through on b forward links so they now kind of think ah if it's a zimbabwean guy or girl the chances that they'll follow through on B forward because they want to buy a car high. That's what we mean by, by targeted advertising. Yeah. So, so, so that's for, you know, like the, the ads that people see around the internet that are placed there by Google because Google then eventually they, they bought a company called double click and, and now not, they just don't sell their search advertising. They are also talking to publishers like Zexim, like, yeah. uh, Herald, like every, everyone else to say, hey, allow me to place ads on your site and I'll give you 70% of the revenue. Um, yeah. But because it's ads that are being placed on the whole internet, of course, the value pay ad is, is, is generally quite low. But to Google, it's a lot of money because it's, it's on aggregates. Yeah, it's, it's um, that thing we're talking about as well of, of scaling where it's one ad. If you think it if you think of it in the perspective of it's one ad, mm, yeah, okay. it seems minuscule. But then when you then understand that well, they're like a million publishers, and that's mm. just an example, they're not a million publishers on the internet. But if you think of it in that sense, it scales up pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. So so that that that's meant that uh, most of the advertising revenue on the internet was going to 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 Google, um, and then publishers, uh, yeah, they they just said a little bit of that. So that this is why we are talking about the business model of media business in this digital age, because they quickly realized that oh, this this won't work, um, and then even the local publishers here, our news. Uh, guys, when they jumped on as well, they uh, initially, I think it was more about to say, ah, this is a new thing, you know, uh, everyone is going there, and then they, they just uh, went online um, yeah. as well, and, and, and it didn't disrupt much of what they were doing because, well, there were fewer people online, so yeah, there wasn't much. But I guess yeah, they, they were still they, their main focus was still selling the the physical paper in the street. Yeah, and I think I think they're still there in a way. Uh, that's where their money comes from. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think interestingly, maybe in the case of Zim Papers, which I think is the biggest, they are the biggest publisher, right? Like locally. Yeah. Only four percent of their revenue is digital, so they are firmly. Firmly in the in that era, they're still there. So, um, which explains why one of the decisions that they made uh, was it last year when they decided to not to publish the full stories online. Yep, it was. Yeah, it was early last year, I believe, either early last year or late twenty eighteen. But I, I think it was last year. Hmm. It was, it was the Herald, it was a Daily News and Newsday. Those three are the ones I remember specifically. They pulled out, and I, I think they did it 
at similar times as well. So it seemed like something they actually planned on together. Oh, okay. And 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 it didn't have the, the outcomes they thought, isn't it? Because they wanted to push yeah. <laughs> to the newspaper. So they would say for more, buy our newspaper or something like that. I don't know if they say that, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what they implied. Yeah, it, essentially that's what they said because they would say for the full story, get the physical copy of the Herald in the Herald's case. Maybe that's not verbatim what they said, but it's, it, it, it's extremely close. And I think what, what one of the reasons they gave was people are, are ripping our content or at least other online publishers are ripping our content online and just copy pasting it. But still, I think the problem with that thinking is if I am ripping off someone's content, I will still pay a dollar to get the physical paper and still rip it off. And now because you have removed yourself from the internet, I'm actually more empowered. So it was, it was a weird move. And one, I think that spoke to the fact that they just didn't understand how the internet works, or at least how online publishing works. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's painful for, for people to steal content. It happens um, a number of times, even to us, you know, yeah. content that <laughs> we're done to create and then someone just takes it. Um, but I guess their way of dealing with it, I guess their thinking was, oh, we don't really make much out of this anyway, this internet thing. Mm-hmm. And then these people are also getting the eyeballs, they're getting the views out of our content. So we just not do the work for them you know but like you're saying they then put themselves <laughs> so these the, the people were stealing content it became even more lucrative because all the eyeballs would be coming to them exactly and and also in terms of just from a search engine perspective i think from let's speak from the google perspective at least uh the guys who were ripping content off in Google's eyes, they became the authority because they were the ones putting these stories online first. Whereas when Harold was posting the story and then someone copied, Google would know that and they would still give Harold some, what would I say, a bit of a boost when I searched for a story. They would say, ah, you guys came first, so you published it first. So we assume you are the ones who broke this news. And they took that away from themselves. They, they did, because I, I, I think one of them was saying we'll publish the stories later in the afternoon. But by the time they did that, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> ranking on the search, on search, on the, on, of, on the search engines would, would be different. Uh, it, yeah, it, it essentially meant they were getting punished for their own content. <laughs> so so, so it's, it's, it's sad. And, and I know one of the, but it's, it's, it's it's, it's because it's not an easy uh, question. It's it's still the, the business models for 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 media business, particularly news business online. It's still not yet figured out. Um, yeah. So I know the other uh, thing that happened. It happened offline. It was with H Metro um, in 2018. They Started advertising rigorously, yeah, rebrand, oh, blah, 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 blah. And we're cleaning up the newspaper so that it doesn't have these bizarre things that we've always covered, which was a mistake because people were buying it for the bizarre things. And then they. A big like, mistake. Uh, <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like. Uh, I, I think that's a fantastic example. You can, you can go on. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, it's going to be half price. 
So I, I, I wrote an article there and I was like, these guys, because that's a natural imp- impulse because I think they, they, their circulation was, was dwindling, the, 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 the number of readers. So they wanted to boost that and, and they have the price. And that, that's, that's a mistake that businesses make all the time to think, oh, if I'm not having sales, then I have to lower my price. But it's not, it should not be automatic like that every time. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with lowering your price is you have, you have actually reduced your margin. So you have reduced your, co- your capacity actually to fight whatever is going on. Exactly. So, uh, and in, in that article, I was explaining that uh, even by halving the price, they will not get a consumerate uh, increase. Increase in, in sales. <laughs> It's more or less the same people who are buying the H Metro who keep buying it. And people who are going to stop buying the H Metro were still going to stop buying it. And exactly. And then maybe another thing they. Yeah, you can go on. I think that's what you're about to say. (laughs) And then saying we're cleaning up and we're not going to publish these bizarre things was taking them out of the equation because. People love those bizarre things and, and that's what people circulate on WhatsApp and, and everything. So they were killing the, the thing that made their product, removing, uh, taking away revenue from themselves, all in a bid to try to fight this thing. Because they, what they didn't realize was that people were no longer buying the H Metro because by the time it's in the H Metro, they've already seen it on Facebook. They've already seen it yeah. in WhatsApp groups with images and everything. And in fact, a lot of the stories that they were actually publishing uh, or that they still publish are uh, from social media sources. To say this, 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 yeah. this, uh, these students in, in Chinoi, they did whatever, whatever. They fought in a lecture. They were fighting over a lecture. Where did you get that? Uh, via WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think the only difference would be they would follow it up a bit more. And of course, they've got professional writers to make it more juicy and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. So they, they, they were shooting themselves in the foot in several ways. And yeah. I, I think fundamentally, the, the problem with that move was they took away their niche at a time where publishing in a niche is one of the most valuable things. Exactly. So it would have made sense if they said, you know what, HMetro is not exclusively online because that's where everyone is. Because what online also allows you to do is they can publish those as soon as they see it, you know, they have the notes for this, they are in the WhatsApp groups where these things break. And then it's online, but, you know, and, and... Exactly people then attach their, the H Metro online um, to a reputation that these guys are always in the know about these crazy stuff, things that happen. And, and I think it's something we can actually say happened because of these shifts in, in thinking is, uh, would it be fair if I said uh, iHarare became that publication that is known for these exact kind of very similar things to H Metro, but now I think they're bigger. I think it's fair to say they're bigger. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Um, it's 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 right now in terms of news news publications online uh, as we speak. Uh, as of last month, 
uh, using January numbers, IRRA is the biggest news publication online in Zim. And they grew that number on the back of that bizarre content that H Metro was actually good at. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, they could not imagine that because it was still lucrative selling newspapers. So they thought if we have the price, more people will buy the newspaper and then we go to our advertisers, they advertise. But again, one of the things that I highlighted even in that article was that advertisers also don't want to put their brand alongside weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't move the needle, even if they had succeeded in building out a circulation it would have moved the needle in terms of advertising revenue. So that revenue that they halved was actually important for them. So instead of yeah, having... I think they, they, they failed to understand that the way they're perceived wouldn't necessarily change. Yes. So, so that was why they, they had said they are taking out and I guess it was to attract advertisers and, and, and stuff. So you're doing something... That transition would take years, eh? Exactly. You attract, so it was just, yeah, they were just caught in a catch 22. And it wasn't even a catch 22, it was just a loop. Yeah, it, it, I think it was just a bad decision because you also think of it from the perspective of if they move away from that niche, do they not become something else that already exists within that group of, of, of publications? Where exactly do they fit now? Yeah. Because if you say they sanitize the news, well, you would you would you would assume that that's the role of the herald. Exactly. Yeah. So Fair point. Yeah. It's a complex. It's a complex thing, but yeah. it, it seemed like maybe that's also one of the disadvantages of being within a group of, of of publications where it's not as easy to map out your own way. So, so yeah, and, and we keep coming back to niche and I guess we never really got to the point earlier on to say, so on the internet now, niches matter. Uh, yeah. Because the best sports writers can attract sports fans who love that content. Technology writers, that's how yeah. TechZim exists. Because... In the old days, putting out a technology newspaper, it wouldn't have made sense because there are not enough people that we would have reached. But right now, yeah. on the internet one, the economics are easier, so we don't need uh, too much. Spend as much. Yeah. And then, added to that, uh, though technology in strictly speaking it's a small segment people are interested in that they are a small category um of, of of consumers but on the internet we can reach all of them so on aggregate it's a sizable number and uh of course, I mean, this, the, the same problem still exists, especially when you look at advertising as a revenue model and, and, and stuff yeah. to say. Um, but TechZim, by virtue of being in a specific vertical, I think Farai mentioned this earlier. You did, right? Uh, yeah. 
by being in a specific vertical, uh, there are certain businesses that you attract that know that people who read TechZim are this sort of person. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the, the advantages. Yeah. So you find that, uh, generally speaking, the ad unit on TechZim has been priced higher than the general ad unit anywhere else. Uh, because it is niche, we know advertisers know what they're going to get. They know what they're going to get. So it's not necessarily people who are selling tech, but maybe people who are looking for, uh, you know, your uh, these people who experiment a lot and, and, and stuff who are willing to try the early adopters. So, so even banks that have a unique product, it may not be a tech product, but they want early adopters. They know uh, that's kind of the audience that Techzim attracts. Um, yeah. So it goes all the way through. So uh, again, if you were a sports, and now it's not just sports, you find the publications which we are associated uh, with as well, uh, soccer 24 it's just about soccer yeah you, you really narrow down and so that, in, that seems to be the the most sustainable right now narrowing down and finding an audience exactly because you you can then become above average in it creating that kind of content and exactly, you're yeah. writing as a fan so you attract other fans and you become a community. And that's what the internet then is allowed. As vast as it is, it's easy to get lost in there. So people then tend to look for communities. Yeah, I, th I think that's a fantastic example because it scales across social media, it scales across online gaming, it scales across so many uh, aspects of the internet. It, yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> So, so, so people do look for and, and find communities and, and that's where value is created. So, but, but then again, it, it will not just be advertising, uh, unfortunately for, for publishers, because as much as TechZoom says, we charge a premium for this ad because this is, and, and, and we do, yeah. that revenue still is not enough to sustain the business. Uh, because there's a limit to how much we can charge it. Because at the end of the day, the advertiser will say, ah, yeah, yeah, I preferred you because you guys, uh, you definitely there are these people who are coming to you. So, and, and, and maybe what I'm, what I'm selling uh, already is related to the content that you do. But uh, you know what? If you are charging so much, uh, an eyeball is an eyeball, guys. That person I'll find yeah. him on another <laughs> generic site. And, and I think maybe another thing to add on that makes it so complex is there's so many variables where if I see an ad and I click on it, you make more. If I see an ad, I click on it and I then buy the product or sign up for the service, you get more at each stage. So there's so many nuances that could mean you're making the most amount or you're just making the minimal, which is someone scrolling past the ad. So it's, it's complex. It's, it's extremely okay. complex. 
and even whereas with with print i think with print it was saying you saw it in the in the newspaper and because we can't trace it back to is it the guy who was in the news who saw it in the newspaper who came who came to buy there was more value advertisers didn't have a the greatest of negotiating uh points yeah and, and it was the only way to reach that person so yeah. one of the few ways to to reach them um so it is but all the same i mean the ad revenue itself it just remains peanuts <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> for the actual content creator most of the value goes to the ad networks uh of which google has one and 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 there are others uh and then facebook also takes a fair share of because facebook what facebook managed to do was to build a massive garden uh that people play in and yeah. they dictate the time the terms so even google doesn't have access to that garden yeah so facebook then advertises to those audiences and they allow massive targeting because people um whereas people tell google what they are looking for on facebook people tell facebook who they are what they are interested yeah. in and things like that um, it's kind of a more personal experience yeah so advertisers which i would argue exactly it it, it it it's more telling to the advertiser yeah so so essentially most of the value when it comes to digital advertising aggregates to google and facebook those two companies yeah um yeah. then yeah you have other platforms like um twitter and and and, and stuff they, they 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 then also uh, start growing that shit but in essence for it to make sense to uh online in terms of ad, ad advertising revenue being your source of income you need to have massive massive scale yeah which is achieved by these big platforms so so yeah so you have ad publishers in zim now trying to to experiment so we talked about what the heralds tried to do and then recently there was a story on on TechZim that said um newsday uh, so daily news okay. daily, daily news yet got yet 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 um gone on and introduced subscription say hey yeah online, so so what actually happened is they actually removed subscription because they had uh, walled their content for so when maybe maybe a, a good backstory would be when the herald daily news and newsday decided that they wouldn't publish on the internet as we mentioned before and they would just put headlines and a small paragraph and say get the rest of the story in the paper when the herald and newsday came back to the internet and said okay that was a mistake we're giving you the whole story again uh daily news took a different approach they mm. decided we're making the story available but behind a paywall mm. and they introduced a subscription model which mm. in my opinion was a terrible idea why well it goes back we, we, i think we're going to say niche 50 times <laughs> in this podcast but it goes back to the same thing where 
nine out of ten times the content you find in the um, in the Herald and Daily News and Newsday is kind of similar. It's it's generic news. Mm. So why would I pay for that mm. when I can probably get it on three or four other sites? Yeah. Yeah. What is the incentive for me to pay a subscription? True. And there was no incentive. Which is why uh, last week they went on Twitter, they said we're removing the, the paywall and now it's gone. Then they said you can get the news for free. <laughs> yeah. So Interestingly enough, they didn't have ads as well. So I'm not sure if they're still transitioning or if they're giving the user the best experience because we know the user doesn't really like ads. Mm. Is that so fair I, to say? I think they don't yeah, like ads. Yeah. So I I think they'll they'll introduce um because they they want readership and and I think they want to monetize yeah. it. Um, yeah. so 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 subscription is not a bad idea in and of itself, but like you're saying, yeah. um, mostly works for 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 highly niche, and even so, it's it's difficult. Take Zim tried to to yeah. set up a subscription business and 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 and, and we failed. It's still something that maybe in the future we'll, we'll look at again. Um, it's 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 difficult because people are used to getting content for free online. So yeah, you, you really have to convince someone that this convince is them to, to 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 buy is is a difficult proposition. Um, yeah. So in the developed countries, it's starting to take off, and I think that's the mistake that Daily News. Uh, could have made that you know what there was this hype that uh, subscription subscription uh, is a savior to media businesses but not all of those stories are success stories so the number one success story when it comes to subscription for news is the new york times but how the new york times approached is one of the things that they had was a very strong brand um, exactly. And so they leveraged that brand that's in, and said, you know what? You can trust the news that we give you. And in fact, I think they changed their motto at some point because they used to, in the newspaper era, they used to say, uh, all the news that's fit for the paper or something like that. But they started saying, all the news you can trust. So they started talking about trust. And one of the things they benefited from was the whole issue of fake news, especially in 2016 during the United States presidential campaign and, 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 and the aftermath uh, of that election. Uh, yeah. There was just a lot of talk about fake news and, and stuff. So people were now looking for, how do I guard myself against fake news so yeah. the new york times leveraged their strong brand and the the positioning that they already started to adopt for them to be that guy so you have them you have uh, even the wall street journal and and so these are strong brands that then leveraged that strength of brand so perhaps the daily news would have try to do that um, to say, you know what? Uh, we are a new source that you can trust. Zimbabwe has a problem of propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they had 
position themselves say, yeah, we know you get all these news for free, but there's a lot of pro- propaganda. We are the guys who just tell you as it is. Objective. Yeah. But you realize that objectivity is a myth. There's nothing called objectivity. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say as well. <laughs> that, um, yeah, there's, there's nothing like that. <laughs> as yeah. painful as it is to audiences, because I know people comment a lot and they're like, what's the objective view? And I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a mythical thing that people chase. I think it's, it's, it's something that will continue being chased. But that's a whole other discussion in and of itself. It, it is. It is. <laughs> So, so yeah, so, 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 so sad for the, for the daily news, uh, in, in Zimbabwe search for a, for a business model for, for, for news on, 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 in the digital era, uh, still goes on. Uh, what do you think of, um, the e-papers? I know we have, I think, Fingers and the Herald are doing e-papers, which essentially true to the listeners, an e-paper is they take, they don't take pictures, but they put out a print which is similar to the physical newspaper and they put it on the internet. What do you think about that? Do you think that works? So when I first saw it, when I first saw the, the hero do that, I thought it was a very bad idea. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're just putting this, it looks like a physical paper. So one to navigate yeah. <laughs> when you're reading, it's very difficult because it's like you're handling that wide Herald newspaper uh, exactly. But it's on your screen, you know the yeah, layout. Also, so the benefit of the internet, <laughs> yeah, you kind of scrapped some of that that convenience. Yeah, and and the thing, the way to win on the internet again, uh, that's why well, I, I guess we didn't talk about it, is being the best. I think we talked about that because there, there's just so much competition. So you just have to give the best user experience. Experience. Yeah. So it involves the quality of the content itself, and then the experience of it. So I thought it was, yeah. I, it didn't make sense to me. But it's it's kind of subscription as well. You pay to 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 get the, the e-paper, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually is subscription. You pay a weekly fee, I think. It should be a weekly fee. So weekly, monthly, yearly. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't think it's sustainable. And then, so in the case of. Uh, the era did so that the whole Zim Papers group, the newspapers, it's being done by under it's you go to what's what's the website? You go to News Hub, News Hub, yeah, News yes. Hub, yeah, News Hub, the series that's where you go and and and, and uh, that's where you subscribe and everything. So, and you realize that these News Hub guys are trying to, to sell advertising on their hub itself. So there's net advertising in this physical paper, this image of a physical paper that you're seeing, and then the ads on your sides. You're, you're having to navigate uh, these images of a newspaper. Um, yeah. I don't understand the rationale. I, I don't think. Yeah, I think I think fundamentally it it ignores all of the benefits of the internet and yeah. tries as best. I think it. It's, it's the approach is more of a this is the best way we can transition the old business model which made us so many millions to the internet. Yeah, so so it's like uh, no, you okay? We we'll deliver the newspaper to you via your yeah <laughs> your device. Exactly. 
I think that that's, that's the best way to put it. They're not yeah. delivering the news. It's yeah. more about the newspaper. Exactly. So, yeah. so you find that um, perhaps they were, they were thinking of raising the number of subscribers to that thing and, 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 and then add that to their numbers for advertisers to say, yeah, yeah, yeah so our newspaper is still going to so many. Because the same advertising, yeah. <laughs> it's the same paper. So, so, so even the ads are in there. Uh, exactly. So, I, I, I don't see it succeeding. Uh, and I think maybe the, what the biggest nail on the on the e-paper coffin is it's so anti-mobile. It's wow, you you can't do it on mobile. Like on a, on on a desktop or on a laptop. It's bearable. It's not the most amazing experience. But on mobile, you, it, you can navigate. It's a on different mobile. hell, or it's a different hell altogether. Yeah. So, so it's 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 crazy. And most of the people who access the internet in Zim are doing it on mobile. Um, yeah. And and going forward, the expectation is that that is especially in Africa, that yeah. is the computing device. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like a forward-looking move. But uh, I guess we we learn by doing. <laughs> yeah, and and I know Zim Live has started a new thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're they're doing uh, donations, uh, similar to the Guardian in the UK, uh, similar to the Daily Maverick in South Africa. I think those were, were their two inspirations for that. I was talking to the editor last week, and we were saying Daily Maverick and and the Guardian. So at the end of each story. There's a plea for a donation, mm. and you donate what you well, not what you want, but anything above, anything from five dollars and above. I see, I see. What, so, what, maybe, what? yeah, I'm trying to gather my thoughts, but I think maybe the good thing about that is we we talked about communities on the internet. Mm. I think what they're trying to leverage on is we've built this community and once you have a community, they're willing to what? To spare something, to yeah. continue getting the news they, they're used to, the news they like. Because I, I know that Zoom Live does uh, generic news in the same way uh, maybe daily news. Mm-hmm. They, they do the... Uh, surf, I don't want to call it surface level because that then sounds like I'm denigrating what they do. But they do the the the, the day-to-day stuff, the, the normal news. Yeah, I hope that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I <laughs> that think, does it justice. I their communication. I mean, when I read the the interview you did, um, yeah, I think what they are selling is they are saying we are selling journalism. So remember, like even the story of the New New York Times, what they started selling yeah. was journalism to say, hey, because of how the internet has changed things, journalism itself is under threat. Yeah. Now you have these clickbaiting things that you were talking about. Uh, yeah. So Zim Live, they seem to be saying, hey, we are going to do good journalism and we are doing good journalism. And if you appreciate that, please donate so that we keep doing journalism. Yeah, yeah uh, essentially, yeah. Essentially, that is what it, what, what yeah. it is. Because not every news publication is 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 practicing good journalism, you know. So so I think that's that's their angle to say 
we want to be good journalists and for us to, to do that, you need to feed our mouths. So uh, please donate if this is something that is important to you. So it makes sense in that, and, 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 and that's what the, the Guardian, that, the example that you gave, that was their approach as well. That's what they were saying when they started doing the donations thing, to say, hey, yeah. journalism is under threat, and, and, and so please donate. What I don't like, though, about donations... Yeah, you oh, can okay, go on. Sorry. You can go on. Oh, well, I was just going to ask you a question in terms of uh, the sustainability of that model. Do you think it's more sustainable or it's... Yes. So like you say... I, I feel like you're leaving a lot to fate. Yeah. So like you're saying, um, you know, it's, it's if, if they have a community, but I, I think they shouldn't take it for granted that their community that they've built yeah. understands and appreciates journalism the way that they do. Yeah. Um, so remember, there's also the issue of disposable incomes and stuff. And I think that's why uh, even the New York Times and, and, and them, uh, it was a bit easier for them. Uh, but also even remember the context of what was happening in America, the, the war, yeah, there's fake news. It became, really, it became a really huge thing. And then people were really passionate that's, about this. It became a crisis, exactly. Yeah. So... So it was easier to then say, hey, here's us. We are trying to remain credible and, 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 and give you news that you can trust. So the New York Times and several subscriptions, they could have done donation. But why, the other reason I don't like the donation concept is donation is it's about feeling. How do you feel today? I feel okay. I feel generous. I'll give you this. Yeah. It's not about value. Because I, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. a business should be built on value to say, to understand that as a business, I need to create so much value that someone is willing to pay. Uh, so it can't be about, hey, we are poor journalists. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah. at that fundamental level, I struggle with the issue of donations. I understand the thinking, I understand why uh the Guardian did it, I understand why what why Zim Life did it, but as a business person myself, I shy away from presenting from donations <laughs> case for donations. My job as an entrepreneur I, is to say, how do I create value that someone will part with money to get yeah. the value that I have to give them? Yeah, I think my, my concern with, uh, with, 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 with the model is, is kind of similar to you, but maybe not from a, a business perspective, maybe not from a creation of value perspective, but from a sustainability point because like you said to an extent it feels like you're dealing with the whims of your audience am i in a good mood today uh are things it's you're, you're leaving a lot to to fade like yeah. it, it, it doesn't seem like you're entirely in control so what happens in the event that in the first year um 
the feedback is so positive to the point where you can hire more journalists, uh, get more equipment. But then in the second year, because you don't have a certain, um, it's not certain that people who are donating before will donate again, mm. as you would expect with people who pay for a product. Mm. Uh, what happens when you have your revenue? What does that mean for the quality of your content that people have come to expect? Mm. What does it mean? It, 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 it's a bit complex. I think now, it's very complex. How, how are you now then attracting people to, 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 to donate? You, you, you may start you may be tempted to start, you know, putting out theatrics and, 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 and sob yeah. stories and, and things like that. I don't know. So um, that's not to take away from, from, from Zim Live. From what they're trying. Yeah. yeah. The, the question I think maybe models is an answer. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what it speaks to, to the fact that media, online public publications are in a are in a difficult place right now and everyone is trying to figure that model out as best yeah. they can and as and in, in a way that's sustainable as well yeah so um, so i think this is a good place to end it because we've gone over an hour <laughs> yeah we've gone over an hour I, yeah. oh, you can't blame us that i think it's a it's, it's such a complex topic it's hard to just like run through it there's so much happening globally and, and locally as well yeah so and and it's, it speaks to you i mean i i think it's it's all media really so so we we kind of weigh heavy on print particularly news but it's 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 yeah. all media really um when you look at television it's it's basically the the, the same things that are that are happening yeah. when you look at radio broadcasting challenging radio yeah. all that kind of stuff so it's 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 just uh, a, a lot that's happening in this space, and and I and like I like I said at the beginning, it, this is happening in other industries. It's just that the the, the challenges are, are in different words and in different forms, but yeah. uh, the technology is appending and changing the playing field, and 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 where value is created, and who is able to capture that value. Uh, so businesses can't keep thinking the way that they've always thought. You have to keep um, uh, imagining new ways uh, of seeing things. And all the best to publishers, the best to to Zim Live uh, as they explore a new business model. All the best to Daily News as they scrape off a business model that they had uh, undertaken. All the best to yeah. Uh, the financial gazette um, it, um, it's 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 more than a year now that they're doing subscription uh, online yeah. um, I guess we need to catch up with them just to find out how well they're doing um, but I think they were also placed in that their their brand is also was also strong and in a niche People always identified uh, Financial Gazette with uh, in-depth finance and business news. So yeah, yeah, and 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 people were better placed than that. many guys. Yeah, people are interested in that can be willing to pay. So I hope because at some point the newspaper, the fiscal newspaper itself, the quality of the content was deteriorating. That's the fingers. Um, yeah. So I hope they spruce up the the quality of the content so that I really think they. Uh, more than anyone else, I think they have a shot at cracking subscription uh, on the internet in, in Zimbabwe.
because their brand yeah. uh, positions them in a very good place. Yep. So I, I yeah I think that's that's a good place to end it. I I I don't think there's anything we left out. All right. Um, well, I think we left Sands out. It's it's a it's a complex and and, mm-hmm. and long story. But yeah, talking of business models, um, uh, TechZim um, is 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 also experimenting and and pursuing e-commerce, um, mixing that with 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 our content. Um, yeah. so, so interesting results. So you can check out uh, techzim.market for uh, stuff that you can buy there, gadgets and, and, and stuff like that. Um, you can even buy some stuff on, on, on WhatsApp. Well, the one that I'll talk about right now is Airtime. Uh, you can buy yeah. Airtime. What's our WhatsApp number? I always ask this. 0717 Every week. So you just yeah. send the, the, the word airtime to that number. Just the word airtime on WhatsApp. And uh, so you can buy all network airtime, your net one, your telesol, your econet using your EcoCash. And it's seamless. It's, 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 it's really a dope way of buying. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I agree. Business models. Diversifying business models, you know, making you sustainable. <laughs> One ear time cell at a time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it was, it was good um, chatting with you, Farai. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. And thanks to our listeners. We went over, uh, overboard with this, but I uh, hope, you, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Well, we were just like the way we do it. It's just an informal conversation, so it's not structured in any way. So, um, feel feel free to criticize us and and to comment and uh, yeah. let us know what you think. All right. With that, peace. Goodbye. <laughs>